I want to alert the world to China's stealth war. It's a terrifying message. If you remember back in World War II, there was an evil axis with Nazi Germany and other evil countries. Well, there's an evil axis today. You've got the Chinese Communist Party, you've got Russia, you've got Iran, you've got North Korea. They're selling each other military equipment, military espionage, military training, military this, military exercises, intelligence, and so on. So they're allied to where it makes sense for them. As long as it serves to defeat the free world, they're in. A superpower war would be a type of conflict we haven't seen since the Second World War. Should President Biden confront the aggressive actions of Beijing? Chinese military has become noticeably more aggressive. How volatile does that make the region? The world has become a much different place after the pandemic. We find ourselves caught in the shifting sands of political upheaval, reeling from one geopolitical crisis to the next. Be it the Taliban takeover of Afghanistan, Russia's invasion of Ukraine, or the current tensions at the Taiwan Strait, America is scrambling to catch up. At home, life has never gone back to the way it was. Main story this week, as it concerns a topic. With soaring prices and inflation overwhelming the country, it's hard to see hope in the near future, where very livelihoods are now at stake. The question on everyone's mind, are we headed for a recession? How the United States might react if China were to invade Taiwan. Morning for the United States. Every morning I wake up, I'm worried about the safety and future of my family. What's really set American nerves on the edge is the revelation that these crises in the wake of the pandemic had the CCP written all over it. We've seen the regime's fingerprints all over the place. But what is the plan behind the scenes? What is their ultimate goal? And just how far is the CCP willing to go? The most dangerous area in today's U.S.-China Cold War is this part of the Indo-Pacific, Taiwan and the South China Sea. A place where the CCP is determined to take over one day. The strategically critical area is also where the U.S.-China conflict is most visibly escalating. Conflicts in this region have only gotten worse with the U.S.-China trade war and especially after the pandemic. To understand the CCP's strategic ambition for the world order, you first have to understand Taiwan and the South China Sea. Taiwan is more than just a U.S. ally. Given its strategic importance to the U.S., what would a Chinese takeover of Taiwan mean to us? Is Taiwan simply about China's domestic affairs, or as the CCP calls it, a reunification issue? China is ramping up its retaliation. China with a warning for the United States. In August 2022, in the wake of Nancy Pelosi's visit to Taiwan, the Chinese regime held a major military drill surrounding the island, simulating a blockade. 
Days after the drills, and Beijing's new white paper titled The Taiwan Question and China's Reunification in the New Era, the regime refused to rule out force in its bid to take over the island. But how? Given its recent drills, Beijing is letting on two scenarios. To take over Taiwan in an all-out war, or to blockade the island forcing its leaders into submission. Xi Jinping right now has the incentives to do something that would take us by surprise. If they need to do so with war, they're going to do that. It has been slow on behalf of Americans to recognize that. We shouldn't view Taiwan as the CCP's ultimate goal, but as the first domino in a quest to reach regional and global dominance. If Taiwan falls, it will not be the end but rather a beginning. The problem is this, the island's location. Taiwan sits at a pivotal point in the first island chain that the U.S. sees as its line of defense to prevent the CCP's naval expansion into the Pacific. If Taiwan is lost to China, it will be much harder for the U.S. to protect other first island nations, like Japan and South Korea and U.S. military bases there will also be in peril. What's worse, a Chinese military base in Taiwan could well threaten the second island chain, including Guam. At that time, the security of the Philippines and even Australia would be on the line. But there's another level of strategic threat hitting closer to home, the deep water ports on the east coast of Taiwan, the CCP's ticket to the Pacific. From there, Chinese nuclear submarines could freely enter the Pacific Ocean without being detected by U.S. forces. Every island in the Pacific, Hawaii, and even the U.S. West Coast would be threatened or even raided by a CCP nuclear submarine. I will say uh, they feel more confident. It's all because they sense their time is, has come and they, were, they can afford being more aggressive and the Western democracies couldn't do as much as we want to. In the context of the escalating U.S.-China Cold War, Taiwan is no longer just an issue of cross-strait relations. It has become the front line of the U.S.-China Cold War. The security of Taiwan is the security of Asia. And the security of Asia is related to the security of the world. What is the CCP doing to prepare itself to become the world's dominant power? How serious is the military threat posed by the CCP to the United States? This is a battle most Americans never saw coming. China is increasing its nuclear arsenal at a much faster rate than the U.S. anticipated. There's new concern tonight about China's military capabilities. Bottom line, all this essentially means China is close to being able to launch a nuclear warhead against any other nation without any warning. 
A recent Pentagon report warns China could have 1,000 nuclear warheads by 2030. Clearly, the Pentagon has been shaken by the advances that the Chinese military has made. Meanwhile, the Chinese regime is developing hypersonic glide missiles. China's apparent hypersonic glide weapons test, in theory, could be capable of carrying a nuclear warhead that the U.S. can't see or defeat. Go into space. U.S. military officials admit that the U.S. lags behind China in its hypersonic weapons. It is very concerning. Uh, I think I saw in some of the newspapers they, they use the term Sputnik moment. I don't know if it's quite a Sputnik moment, but I think it's very close to that. I mean, basically the general saying, we're not ready for this. Mm -hmm. We're not ready for this. It has the potential of changing the, the balance of power between mm -hmm. the United States and China. John Hyten, the number two person in the U.S. military that. and vice chairman of the Joint Chiefs of Staff, also issued a warning in an interview with CBS. Hyten believes the Chinese are developing the capability to launch a surprise nuclear attack on the U.S. Why are they building all of this capability? They look like a first-use weapon. Because of Earth. Control of Earth. This is the most ambitious regime in history. On one side, growing military threats to the U.S. On the other, the CCP strengthening new alliances as the world drifts closer to war. Bloodshed and terror continue. Ukrainians are fleeing by the tens of thousands. Russia's invasion of its neighboring country is bringing out a sea of change in the world order. It's no longer a secret that Russia's relation with the CCP is getting closer than ever. On the eve of Russia's invasion, Chinese Communist Party leader Xi Jinping and Russian President Vladimir Putin signed a series of agreements in Beijing, promising cooperation with no limits between the two countries. The Chinese are puppeteers. They're puppeteers of governments. They're puppeteers of Russia. I know that Vladimir wouldn't want to admit to that, but that's exactly what's happening, both indirectly and directly. And ultimately, the result of that is that the CCP has greater sway over a far larger number of governments around the world than the Soviets ever had. The Chinese Communist Party's reason for being is to accumulate power. Every day it must accumulate more power. Its agenda for accumulating that power is to reorder power relationships all around the world so that they all benefit the ability of the Chinese Communist Party to remain in power. Work together to face the risks and challenges facing mankind, realizing win-win cooperation and development together. It's not surprising the Chinese Communist regime has joined forces with Russia. The world is again breaking into two competing blocks. A new axis is on the horizon. But as we saw in the summer of 2021, when Afghanistan fell, we know that Russia is far from the CCP's only ally in its dangerous game.
On August 15, 2021, as the world was focused on investigating the virus origins and all eyes while the Chinese regime, an incident suddenly shifted our attention. In Afghanistan, the Taliban terrorist organization took advantage of the withdrawal of U.S. troops and with lightning speed took over the country. In a matter of days, the U.S.-backed Afghan government collapsed. The mass exodus of hundreds of thousands of people. The bloodshed, gunfire, panic and chaos gripped the country. And terror again shook the world. As it stands this hour, Taliban fighters surround the capital, Kabul. The Pentagon now confirms a number of United States troops were killed. The unexpected casualties of U.S. troops and the Taliban's tough stance brought us back to September 11th, one of the darkest days in American history. A plane has crashed into the World Trade Center. America is under attack. Like 20 years ago, the chilling impact of a new crisis is looming over America. What role did the Chinese regime play in this takeover? Some recent interactions between the CCP, the Taliban, and the U.S. may offer some clues. Our military mission in Afghanistan will conclude on August 31st. On July 8th, the same day that Biden announced the deadline to withdraw U.S. troops from Afghanistan, the Taliban made a clear gesture of goodwill to Beijing. Despite their past support for Uyghur militants in Xinjiang, they reassured the CCP that they would not interfere in China's internal affairs. Two days later, on July 28th, in a meeting even more high-profile than the U.S.-China talks, the CCP's foreign minister, Wang Yi, met with the Taliban's de facto leader, Mullah Baradar. The meeting, unprecedented in its publicity, signaled warming ties between the two countries and was seen by many as a gift from Beijing for the Taliban's future legitimacy. Since August, articles whitewashing the Taliban splashed on the front pages of Chinese media and social media. Almost simultaneously, People's Daily published a series of 18 articles attacking the U.S. Xinhua News Agency, CCTV, and other party-controlled media also joined the anti-U.S. chorus. Nothing of this magnitude has been seen in the entire 42 years since the U.S. and China established diplomatic relations. On September 2nd, Taliban spokesman Zabiullah Mujahid told Italian newspaper La Repubblica that, quote, China is our most important partner. Because right now we know that in Kabul, you've got members of the Pakistani Intelligence Service, the ISI, and the People's Republic of China, and they're collecting up U.S. gear moving it across the pack border, and they're going to export it for exploitation to the PRC. There's another thing. Everybody keeps talking nowadays about the Taliban and Al-Qaeda and Haqqani and ISIS all being different. They're not. The PRC is very powerful. We know that there's connections. Never underestimate the power of blackmail. 
Why would the CCP insist on siding with terrorists? This question weighed on me. Among Beijing's highest-ranking strategists, Jin Sanrong may hold the key to part of the story. Jin is a professor and vice dean of the School of International Relations at Renmin University in China. He is an expert on U.S. affairs and is considered one of the top strategists who has the most sway over CCP leader Xi Jinping. In July 2016, Jin made a long speech at the U.S.-China Strategic Philosophy Symposium. At the center of his speech was the CCP's agenda against America. Of course, we can have other evil tactics such as furthering the chaos of the world. But the problem with the United States is that it is truly diverse. Among Western countries, the U.S. enjoys the highest degree of democracy. Of course, diversity has one advantage. The people have freedom, such as freedom of speech. But it comes with disadvantages, too. It's very difficult for the people to come to a consensus. The best scenario for the U.S. is that it has a very clear external enemy. If there are two enemies, the United States will lose its focus. This was the situation before World War II. There were two enemies, one Nazi Germany and the other the Red Scare, the Soviet Union. Because of that, the U.S. started fighting internally, even before the war began. Now, if there were three external enemies for the U.S., you could see how that would be a mess, let alone four. So China's strategic goal is to make sure that the U.S. has four enemies, and one of them must be a terrorist group. Russia is like one, but it's not enough. In Jin's words, the Chinese regime wants to create multiple enemies for America, and in so doing, distract our country and have our hands full. If terrorism is our biggest enemy, the CCP has every reason to raise a tiger against the U.S. According to Vision Times, Chinese dissident and professor Yuan Hongbing revealed that the CCP had set up a camp in western China's Hushi Corridor to train guerrilla terrorists from Iraq and other Middle Eastern countries. Interestingly, the CCP appointed anti-terrorist officials to carry out the training of these terrorists. They only needed to spend 10,000 U.S. dollars on training a guerrilla terrorist like the ones in the Middle East or Iraq. When these fighters return to the Middle East and Iraq, they inflict enormous military and economic losses and drain the national power of the United States. When you understand that, then you understand that all of the anger and really the hurt that has come from the destruction of America must be focused on the Chinese Communist Party and the people that work with the party to help them do that. It was very clear to me that this image that the American media had been portraying, which is that we were competitors with the CCP, was not true. The Communist Party of China is a threat to the United States. It's a threat to every country. It is a threat to the whole notion of civilization. Yes, the Chinese Communist Party has posed a threat, and that threat is a central threat of our times. China could no longer be treated as a regional threat. It's a global threat. Whoever the next president of the United States is, whether it's a second term for Biden or someone else on his side, or a conservative, it's imperative 
that all Americans, regardless of who they vote for, recognize in those presidential debates, there needs to be violent agreement between the two major candidates for president, that the greatest threat facing the United States is the CCP. They're not a strategic rival. They're not even an adversary. They're an enemy, and they must be defeated. In early 2020, when the virus started spreading from Wuhan, China, our investigation team saw a threat quietly approaching America and its allies. That threat came even earlier than the virus. As we tracked daily news, we saw a Chinese communist regime increasingly and unusually aggressive on multiple fronts. The aggression was military, diplomatic, and even reflected in domestic and foreign propaganda. But what rang the alarm bell for us was a concept that kept showing up in Chinese state media and public speeches of the party's high-level think tanks. This idea of World War III. 